I can't believe that St. Joseph's hasn't been shut down yet. It's like it was lifted straight out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest or something. Places like St. Joseph's that abuse the healthcare system's flaws for their own profit should be much less common. If they followed any of the standards and guidelines followed by mental health professionals, these patients might get actual help and start getting better. But then, they wouldn't be at St. Joseph's anymore and the hospital wouldn't make as much money. <sighs> I wonder if the families of these patients even want them to get better, if they just send them here to be forgotten or to not be a nuisance. That certainly seems to be the case with River's friend's brother. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there was something more sinister than just capitalistic greed at work there. Someday when I have time, I may just have to get a hold of Quinn. Lena? I don't remember these days. I'm sure it wouldn't take much convincing to get her to help me shut that place down for good. But I'm getting distracted. That keeps happening. I don't know, maybe it's because the investigation is happening in the middle of our real lives? We're not in the middle of nowhere Alaska, or shoved in a trailer in Idaho, forced to focus on the task at hand. We're with our families, with our jobs, and everything that comes with that. It's way too easy to get sidetracked, not to mention the technology issues we keep running into, slowing us down. Ugh, this started off so simple. Help Rowan hunt down father and put an end to whatever he's planning. He seemed to be the center of what the chroniclers wanted Rowan for, and it seems like we should have been able to knock this out way faster. I don't know, are we reading into things? Am I in over my head? What if there is no answer? What if there's no overwhelming conspiracy? What if it really is as simple as face value? What if it really is just as it says on the tin? Maybe we'll find out. Or maybe we'll never know. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, River dropped himself off at Rooster's place, hoping to get a ride home. Rory is in transit back to Sacramento with a phone to visit Rowan. River and Elena are chatting up as they're about to get a lovely manicotti dinner and a very nice wine poured from the fields of not too far north in the local Napa wine country. It's a fine Chianti. Wow, this, this is really good. I'm glad you liked it. It's, it's you know, it's something that, that we've worked together. We're, we make a pretty good team. Yeah, she tells me what to cut with a knife and... I do exactly what she tells me, and that way I don't screw it up. See, we're a good team. She gathers the plates after dinner and heads into the kitchen, uh, leaving the two of you somewhat alone for the first time, because you really haven't been able to talk about things with her being there. So, what's going on exactly, and why do you need a ride? Oh, it's... well, it's... It's possible that you were not entirely incorrect about that book. I believe the phrase is, you're not wrong. Well, I wouldn't say go quite that far yet, but, um... Mm-hmm. I, I apparently spent a week reading it. I mean, I've spent a couple days drunkenly playing Call of Duty. Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think so, because um, I kind of wasn't drinking anything and or eating anything or saying anything except to tell my family to, to get out and leave me alone, and I really wasn't uh, aware of the time passing. And I'm not sure I was... I, I, I slept at all either. Huh. So... What you're telling me is I'm putting this away? Or are you... Where are we going with this exactly? I think it's best if I wasn't tempted by it for, for, for now. Okay. I'm not going to say I told you so. I'll leave that for when we're all together and I can uh, ham it up more. But... Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I know you do. Where would this be so I can take care of it? 
And do I need to do anything special with it to make sure that you don't get it? Well, I don't have the keys to the green box, so... And I'm not very good at lock pickings. I don't think you have to worry about that too much. Yeah, you also just told me you went for a week without eating, drinking, or sleeping? So... Okay, where would this book be right now? Oh, it's, um, right here. Does it look any different than it did the last time I saw it? No, it... Well, it does have a little bit more wear and tear. There might be a water stain here or there from when River decided to drink his cup of paint water. But nothing crazy, weird, no, like, it's now a bound leather book or something, it's... No, it's it's not bound in flesh and inked in blood, and it does not have tentacles crawling out of it, which would be a very interesting thing. Okay, um, I reach out and sort of put a hand on it and pull it slowly towards me across the table. I'm just gonna take this for right now, okay? Yeah, I also wanted to check check on a few hands, maybe. River, as he pulls it away from you, you get this feeling underneath your sternum, almost like a hollow feeling, as it's being taken away from you. Oh, I'm not going to tell him that. No, I don't think it would be wise. Do I... What is his reaction when I slide it towards myself? He seems to be looking at you, and he asks about the hands. He wants to check on some hands. Okay. We can, uh, check on some hands. You're looking at me like you you expected me to start going, my precious, my precious, we must have it. Gollum. Would I be incorrect in doing so? From the kitchen you hear, filthy hobbitses! I mean, if I actually did that, you should certainly be worried. Uh, Unless I was joking, which I probably would be. It is so difficult being surrounded by nerds when I don't get the jokes. Yeah, but apparently you know the meaning of the word tesseract somehow. Elena comes in. I've taught him well. He may look like Boromir, but he's not really Sean Bean. He's the one that dies all the time, right? He was the guy that was in in the movie about the IRA bombing. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. All of them. Okay. No, I know who Sean Bean is. He was, he was in one of the Bond flicks. He died. Like I said, you're not like Sean Bean. You may look like him. She gives you a kiss on the top of the head and then heads off. Well, not really. You're better looking. And then she heads back into the kitchen. Sorry, guys. Okay, let's go ahead and take care of this now. Before it gets too late, we'll swing by the green box and then check out some hands. So you head to the green box. It is secured. It's This is the newer location for you, Rooster. It seems, though, that this one's working out a little bit better. It doesn't have the alerts that the other one had, um, letting you know you know, when people enter in or exit as before, but it has a couple other levels of security that are there, and you're still working on getting some of the security measures inside set up as well. I'll go ahead and open it up. This one's also big enough to have a table and chair and a cot, just in case, as a safe room. I drop the backpack that I stuck that book in over in a corner away from River and slide the tote with that 40-inch thick printout over and say, okay, who are we looking up? Oh, why don't we start with Jonathan Powell? That's not a bad idea. How much you want to bet it says has something like version 1, version 2.0, version 3, etc., etc.? You seen anybody with version numbers? No, just different versions of them. And I'll start flipping through. Since this is such a thick tome, and you're going through, but you're kind of scanning through quickly, you do not find Jonathan Powell. I'd also be looking for uh, Lionel Viador, Tybuld, Rickwin, George Richter, or Rafe Seal. You do see Tybow Rickwin. And it states, Creole male, glove size extra large, kept nails, tattoos on knuckles, currently illegible. Originally said harm on left hand, 
and heal on right hand. Current status, alive. Well, that's a new one. I, we hadn't seen that before, at least the current status part. When you flip away from it and then kind of flip back, it then also lists the name Lionel Wyatt as an AKA. And then again, when you come back, there's a word in quotations. It says father. I hate it when it does that. Yeah, I just hate it. So who else are we looking for? Yeah, I mentioned we, okay, we didn't find Powell, Rafe Seal, and Jackson Gladry. Rafe Seal appears there. African-American male, glove size extra large, 28 centimeters, fine manicure, wound inside of ring finger from gripping barbed wire at age three. Huh, something I haven't done to myself, okay? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm actually more curious about who is in this file and who isn't, although it's too big to really search it exhaustively. I was about to ask the same thing. It, this isn't Delta Green agents or just friendlies. It's I don't I don't know who's in here and who isn't, but uh, either way, let's figure this out and put it away. I don't like this thing. When you flip back, you do see that it says in quotes L A M next to Seal's name. Lamb. Some of the some of the Marsh family's relatives were named Mom Lamb. I mean Coral Lamb, but it, that's two M's, not one M. Wonder why this is different. I don't know. It's in quotes. That should mean something. Well, father was in quotes. And you go back to father's, and it says Lion in quotes. His AKA is just continuing to grow. I want to go back to my entry. It's blank, and it still doesn't necessarily have your full name. And as you're flipping, the one right behind it is Jackson Caladri Cooper. And that one states, Androgynous, Caucasian, glove size small. And there's a bunch of tiny print for all of the wounds and the markings on the hands themselves. After each one, there are equal signs, and it says healed after each of the injuries to the hands that are listed. Is there a birth date or anything on this one? No. So, healed. Um, who is this person, and are they Wolverine? Yeah, we, we had old injuries that were not listed as healed, even though they were years old. Right, which is where I was going with the whole Wolverine thing, but who is this person? Oh, Rivers, yours does say that there is a formerly infected wound by, quotes, Amante. Uh, okay, when are, you're staring at this thing, you're making interested, hmm, oh, weird, yeah, you, you're gonna actually tell me what's going on here? This was a person I met... Oh, this is gonna sound so bad. I met them in a mental hospital. You're not wrong. And, well, they kind of knew a lot about us. Okay... As in things that there is no possible way that they could know. Okay... Anyone else we looking for? And anything else we need to do before... We say that there's a whole bunch of stuff we don't know what we're doing. I'm not sure. I, maybe this was a mistake. I'm not really... Yeah, using this stuff is pretty much always a mistake, but we're, we're already neck deep. So who else are we looking for? I don't know. We can, I guess we can look for Javier. Okay. Javier who? Javier Castillo. I start flipping. You get to the bottom, the very last page, you see Javier Castillo. Indigenous Mexican male, glove size medium, bit cuticles, wedding band on left hand, removed. That's all that's listed on that one. No dates? No dates. You notice that there is a bit of inconsistency on some of these. Some of them have dates listed, other ones don't, other ones list, you know, more detail. But a bunch but of them knew that from the first time we saw in Idaho that there was more information and less on some of them. Correct. Yeah, I was hoping I would see some kind of pattern, like it's Delta Green agents and connected people, or, well, I guess everybody we know is connected to Delta Green somehow. And I'm 
pretty sure Rafe Seal and Jackson are not Delta Green. You know, I think this might... If you're looking for a pattern here, I think that might actually be a either a skill check or an ability check. Let me see here. What do we think would be the appropriate skill? Bureaucracy? Intelligence? What do you think, Seth? I'd like it to be intelligence. You'd like it to be intelligence? All right, I'll let you let you work with intelligence. Uh, assuming I actually want to know the answer. It's Delta Green. The answer is no. Now, Seth, before you tell me your result, as you're looking at the pages, you're counting all of the pages, and you're counting all of the numbers that are on the pages. You are noticing patterns. You're noticing patterns in everything. You're noticing ratios. What that means for River, mechanically, is that something you're able to maybe switch the fate. So tell me what your score is. Tell me what you rolled. Rolled a 30. My intelligence is 75. You are able to actually, you actually flip those dice. So it's now an aunt three. Now this is going to happen for a set amount of times. It seems though that's because of your understanding of this new para-astrophysics or quantum physics type thing that you have. Now, if you want to keep that OT3 roll, you can, but it's a struggle because you know that it should be a 03 and not a 30. Do you want to see what happens if you keep it, or are you gonna you're gonna go for the better number? Didn't you roll the 30? He did roll a 30, yes. And so if he rolls if so if he flips it to a 03, if he does not want to keep the flipped result, then he struggles because he knows it should be flipped. Oh well, I'll keep the flipped result on this one. Do me a favor. Put a hash mark down of one somewhere on your sheet. You do notice a pattern. The pattern is very obscure and very very deep and you'd think that normally you wouldn't see the pattern uh most people won't they just don't have the brain power to do so yes they are all tied to delta green but the key tie is a location and there is also a set of numbers within it you quickly scroll down the numbers that are listed for the ones that you've looked at uh hey earth to sherlock you're looking a little glazy-eyed over there. Yeah, you still are. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe there's a pattern here, but I'll have to think it over a bit. Okay, anything else we looking for before we take you home? I No, I guess not. Oh, yeah, um, let's, let's try one more person, uh... George Richter. Who's George Richter? Um, he's the person who confessed to killing one of the uh, members of El Cell. Wait a second. The the SEALs guy, his alias was Lamb. L-A-M. Could he have been El Cell with Lion? Could he? I, I guess there was, there was one other member of El Cell who apparently joined the cult. All right, we're going to be telling glasses that one. Anyway, so yeah, Richter, Richter, let's look. You go through and you do see that there is a G.R, Caucasian male, left hand damaged, defense wounds, stabbed with serrated kitchen knife, fingers broken, staunching stomach wound, revivify. That means what I think it means, right? Um, it means raised from dead. Or, you know, maybe maybe brought back from unconsciousness? I don't know, maybe... Well, we, we should ask Rory if, like, that's a technical medical term. I really hope it is, because I... Uh, I could really use this not to be zombies. Alright, anything else, or else let's go? Mm, let's go. Alright, head on out, let me lock up. After he leaves, I grab that backpack and put it on the shelf. And then I put the bag that really has the book in the opposite corner of the box. Just because, well, apparently Sherlock is going full mad scientist now. And you never go the full mad scientist.
and we screen wipe to Rowan and Rory. Rory pulls up in front of the Rainbow House. You see the double block there. Not much has changed since the last you were here a few weeks ago. So I'll park and then grab River's phone and then walk up towards Rowan's door and ring the doorbell. A moment after the doorbell is rung, Rowan peeks through the peephole, sees Rory waving at her, opens the door, and sets her pistol down on the little side table next to it. Hey, come on in. Thanks. Not taking any chances, are you? No, things have been entirely too weird lately to take much in the way of chances. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, I'll hand over River's phone. I'm not sure what's going on, but something weird. Yeah, when isn't there. Right. I'll take the phone. Right, so you said that text messages were being deleted. Yes, but just between him and Javier. And then Javier's brother was the one that he met outside that house. And we just saw his other brother at St. Joseph's. Yeah, how did St. Joseph's go? Come in, sit down. I'll I'll start taking a poke at this, but uh, can I get can I get you anything to drink? You had a bit of a drive. Um, just water's fine for now. Yeah, sure. And she'll walk in, put the phone down on the little table next to the big computer tower that she's been using to cross-reference phone numbers and stuff. Go into the kitchen, fill a glass of water, bring it back to Rory. Thank you. Um, but yeah, St. Joseph's was interesting. It was like walking into an old 50s, 60s mental hospital. Like, seems super outdated. Might file a complaint to someone to get that place either shut down or someone in there to whip it into shape. Wow, that serious. Okay. Yeah, he was on way too many meds for... I mean, he should be on some of them probably, but he was just on a whole cocktail. And that's uh, Javier's brother? Yeah, one of them. And they all seem to think the other ones are dead. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Julio was the one we saw. There, there's something weird going on with that whole family, I think. Yeah. Because Cesar called River a rogue. That's the second time that we've heard that. Yeah, that's just... It's not a coincidence, obviously. But, but yeah, no idea what's going on with all the text messages from... Javier were getting deleted, and then he tried screenshotting it and just basically reset his whole phone. Were all the text messages deleted at that point? I don't remember. Yes, all of his text messages. Okay. All text messages and all pictures, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yeah, so I do have the picture on my phone of the conversation, but... Yeah, you texted that to me. And just, it looks innocuous, or at least it did when I saw it. Rory, when you look at it, like, you can see the thumbnail, but if you click on it to open it up... Um, it's actually saying that it's a corrupted image. That's weird. I sent it to you, Bruin. That's, what's it say on your phone? I'm going to open the text message from Rory and look to see if there's the thumbnail. The thumbnail is there? And are you going to open it? Yes. It opens fine. I'm going to immediately look up in the upper left-hand corner of my phone to see if anything downloads when I open that picture. No. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and delete the photo from my phone at that yeah, point. Yeah, I have it, and I'm going to... I'll actually email it to myself just to see if there's another way that I can have a digital footprint for it. So you email it to yourself, and you receive the email with that image. And then when you go back to the text, it's showing a corrupted image. Huh. That's interesting. Maybe it can only be... looks like in one spot or something. Every time it's sent to a new one, the old one... Corrupts. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's a good word for this. All right, well, I'll have a look at that, and I'll have a look at the phone. Anything else interesting at the mental hospital while it's still fresh in your mind? Yeah, I sent you that picture from that cell. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, patient, Jackson, and they were telling us a bunch of weird stuff. Mentioned that Ada Marsh, Ada Lamb, I don't remember which one it was, was there previously. And then we heard George Richter is there now. And we tried to wait. get Wait, 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 wait. George Richter is there now. That's what I that's what I understood. We tried to get some more information there to see him and they told us to come back with a order or something. Right. You texted me about that. Um that's very interesting because according to the Operation Delilah Oh, so uh Sam, my office mate, is part of the ranch. I think I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. 
and he has all sorts of weird files and we've been working on some of the stuff uh, including and she pats the, the top of the tower getting some of the stuff off the hard drives that I'll have to share with everyone at some point there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff in there not not a lot of it's new I'm not sure what strings are going where yet there's a lot of phone numbers in there there's no discernible pattern to who they are or but anyway um one of the things that Sam had is an unredacted version of the Operation Delilah report. Okay. George Richter killed himself. That was that was the guy that confessed to killing some of the Elsel, right? Yeah. And the, the the redacted sentence under it says that he slammed his throat against the edge of a sink, killing himself. Wow. So if he's alive, either well, the mundane option is that someone else is using his name. Or someone's editing these reports. These reports tend to be... They get redacted because people write down exactly what is known at that point in time. Okay. So the less uh, mundane option is... Maybe he was. We've run across stuff to bring people back from the dead before. Just because Roman fucked it up doesn't mean that it doesn't work when someone knows what they're doing. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel like I've, the more and more we poke at this, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, this web. Yeah, I think we're starting to get to the point where we've gotten as much information as we can about Tabo. Yeah, I feel like we have so many threads to pull on. We kind of just need to grab onto the one for Father and follow that to its conclusion and then come back or something. Yeah, I, I suspect that a lot of what we have been finding is going to be the kind of thing that multiple teams are going to work on over years. And that being the case, I think we need to start planning to move as soon as we can. Uh, We still need to do what Neville asked of us because Timber Cove is directly related to to Tabo. Yeah, hopefully that'll give us the last info we need. How long do you think River's phone will take? Should I wait for you here? Oh yeah, no. Uh, you should. You can go ahead and and head out. I think okay. I'm going to be working on this late into the night tonight, and I don't want Andrew or Chase to come find me. Oh shoot! I need to pick up Chase from the dog sitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't remember if we told River's wife if we were taking his phone. So, I'm. I mean, I'm sure. I think I left River with Rooster, so I'm assuming he'll make it back. But in case you get a phone call. Don't make me call Jen. Please don't make me call Jen. I'm just saying, if you get a worried call or text, that's it kind of all this is happening really quickly. But Yeah, that's that's fair. And I know that Katie at least has my phone number. I gave her my card after uh, Mustang. Maybe that'd be a better route. You could text, text Katie, hey, I have your dad's phone. Yeah, Katie has texted me a couple of times. We've had a couple of not long conversations, but enough that I can I can text her and say that, you know, I currently have her dad's phone. Her dad's okay. He'll be on his way home soon. Actually, and she'll pull out her phone. I'm going to go ahead and text that to Katie right now. Basically be like, hey, it's me. I currently have your dad's phone. It's been going wonky. He's safe. He should be on his way home soon. Perfect. And send that message off. You get a message almost immediately back. Okay, I'll tell mom. I'll send back a thumbs up emoji. All right, well, I'll let you get back to work. Um, head back to Travis. Oh, man, there's been a lot of driving for me today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Well, uh, I guess I'll see you Sunday. Yeah. Unless something else comes up, which hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, here's a thought to think on. Uh, I don't know what to do with it yet. I'm going to be telling everyone else as soon as I can, as soon as I can get a hold of River again. Um, Jonathan Powell was supposed to be on a Greyhound bus to the San Francisco area, and I went to meet that bus, and he apparently got off on a quartzite. Interesting. Yeah. I chatted with the uh, the bus driver for a couple minutes. She remembered him, said he was a nice enough guy, just wandered off the bus and didn't get back on, but he had a ticket all the way through to San Francisco, and I haven't been able to find him since. <sighs> Sam and I have been digging everything that we can find, and he's just blipped off the radar again. Well, he seems like the type of person just to show up. So, we'll see. Probably at the least convenient moment. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah, no, go go get your dog. Tell your fiancé I say hi. Oh, he's still out, and I think he's in New- back in New York now. Oh, well. 
whenever you talk to him next, tell him I say hi. Give give Chase a scritch for me. Oh, yeah. So I will head out. And before I leave, I'm going to go knock on Jonathan and Casey's door. Jonathan opens up the door, and there's the glass storm door that's there. He opens up and goes, hi. Hey. Uh, redacted. From yeah, the barbecue. Just wanted to say next time Andrew's back, we should all get together for game night or drinks or something. That would be fantastic. Do you know when he's coming back? Um, I'll have to double check with him. I can't remember, but it shouldn't be too long. All right. Sounds like a deal. Sounds like a plan. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to head back home, but have a nice night. Okay. Bye. Walk back to the car. You get a text message, uh, Rory, from your brother, David. It says, how's things going? I'll text back. Things going all right. Uh, about to head back to Travis. Everything okay? Yeah. Can you take a call? Sure. A few moments later, your phone rings, and it's your brother. Hey, Redacted. What's up? Uh, I figure since you're driving, you might want some company. Yeah, it's always nice. Uh, a lot of driving for me today, for a change. You know, Father's Day's coming up. Yeah, I was just, just thinking about that. And um, Eleanor and I were thinking about going out to visit Dad's uh, Dad's gravesite. Uh, yeah, it's haven't been there in a while. Do you think you might want to join us? We could, you know, I, I can cover the airfare for you. I mean, actually, or maybe you can get a standby tickets, Mr. Air Force. <laughs> um, I do have plans. I promised I'd do something that day, but I could look up and see if I can get something for just a quick trip, like to Friday, Saturday, and back Sunday. We could possibly do that, yeah. You going to be bringing Andrew? I'd love to meet him. Have we not made it back, made it by with you, with him yet? No. I guess we've been pretty busy. Yeah, we just, I mean, we met on the, the video chat, but not, not in person. I'll text him. Um, he's in New York right now. I'm sure I told you. He's been out there for, I guess it has been a while since we talked, huh? Yeah, long distance things working for you guys? For now, it's only been like six months. That's still a long time. Yeah. I think the wedding planning is helping a little bit, but. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm surprised I haven't asked you yet, but you'll be my best man, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Figured. Be upset if you didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll text text him, see if he can maybe make a last minute trip. Yeah, we got two days. That's enough time I can get, get out and back. Sounds good. Everything else going okay? Yeah, job stuff's been keeping me pretty busy. Yeah, work's been giving me just a lot of new assignments, new responsibilities, so it's been tough been a lot busier especially now that andrew's had this new assignment out in new york well you know you're he's getting your benefits now but i mean he was getting benefits before anyway you guys are getting the va benefits but not like tricares all that sorry tricare is fantastic you you work for tricare you are part of tricare (laughs) uh yeah insurance yeah all right so uh, yeah we'll uh when you get that nailed down as to when when you think you can come out get tickets let me know and we'll we'll cover the tickets oh you don't have to do that no, 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 I miss you. We've also got a shit ton of flyer miles, so... Alright, well, if you're offering. Yeah. Alright, I gotta go. We're gonna go check out, uh... Apparently, there's gonna be a, another OSU band competition, so... You guys are still helping out with that? Yeah, of course! You don't let that go. Alright, well, tell Eleanor I said hi. Will do. Alright, buddy, you take it easy, okay? Okay, see you soon. Right, love you, bye-bye. Bye. Rowan, you get a text message. It's from Rooster glance down at it i imagine i'm already metaphorically elbow deep and trying to figure out the cell phone thing but i'll put it aside for a second and open the message can you take a call i got news i won't even bother texting back i'll just tap the call button put it on speaker setting it on the desk next to me hey yeah i got news for you it must be pretty serious if you're if you're actually calling what's going on Well, I'm in the car, and I'm not going to do the whole texting and driving thing. I don't want a ticket. Yes, please don't. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, River dropped by my place. Apparently he needed a ride home, because he and Rory were off doing some stuff in the city. Yeah, they were at uh, St. Joseph's Hospital in the city. Rory was telling me a bit about it. Okay. So, here's the thing... He told me he... Remember that book that I didn't think he should be reading? Oh, hell, what happened? Apparently, and that's his word, 
He said, apparently, he read it for a week straight. Like, no food, water, or sleep. Except to yell at his family. Huh. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I probably don't have to say it, but he's not getting that thing back. No. Uh, he also wanted to check out some na- some hands. We looked up Tebow, T-Bone, whatever, I don't know how to say that. Um, Tebow Requiem. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, about what we'd expect, except that it said current status alive. Oh, well, that's reassuring, I guess. The, he looked up some person that apparently they met at the insane asylum that said, I don't know, mental hospital, whatever it is, that's uh, Jack's, Jackson some, Jackson something, uh, who knew way too much about us, apparently, that they couldn't have known, and said uh, lots of wounds on the hand that said healed. No one else has said healed, it said scarred, or just said ha- had happened. Uh, Rafe Seals had the alias Lamb, L-A-M, not like Coral. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And Rowan, like, reaches over for the copy of the report that she got from Sam about Operation Delilah, because now she can see it's all unredacted for her now. So anyway, I was thinking maybe that means he was part of L-Cell and joined up or something? Yeah, I told Rory, and now I'm going to tell you, I was able to get a copy of the Operation Delilah report that isn't redacted. Oh, fun. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff on there, including a name that they had messaged me about to try and get a DA order to actually get patient information and talk to, a George Richter. Remember that name on the on the file? Oh! Yeah, George Richter is mentioned on the report. Obviously, that's how we know his name, uh, that he was the vagrant who killed uh, Agent Leopold. Leopold, by the way, was the name of the person that was killed by George Richter, allegedly. Uh, The next line was, Richter committed suicide while in jail holding cell by repeatedly ramming Larynx against Sink Edge. Uh, That's Larynx's throat. Yeah. (laughs) I'm intimately familiar with them. Yes. Look, I just don't assume that you know any more technical terms. It's just better to over-explain. Okay, that's fair. But you were going to ask about George Richter, so what did you find? Revivified. Shit. Um, so I take it that does mean what I thought it meant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, if, if, if your thought was brought back from the dead, then yes, that's exactly what that means. So does that mean I get to do the hand thing and say zombies now? Dunno. Depends on whether or not... Probably not. Probably not, honestly. Because if it's the, a zombie thing like the thing that was down in the septic tank... That wouldn't have passed the sniff test, even to be in a shitty hospital like what Rory described. Oh, fuck. (sighs) Seems I had been trying not to think about that, because I didn't put that together with it. Um, Yeah. I think this would be a really good time to take those notes from him, especially when his boy toy is working for Benthic now. Sorry, fiancé, that's what it's called. Yes, he says fiancé. It's rude to call otherwise. What? Lena calls me her boy toy all the time. Yeah, but you've also been dating for how long? Shit, what month is it? Um, I I mean, a hell of a lot longer than any other relationship I've ever had. No, that's totally fair. And, you know, your dynamic is different, but I'm not going to rabbit trail on that one. Um, I don't know about that one. I am inclined to agree with you. However, Rory is every bit as much an equal member of this team. And just taking something away from him without having this discussion beforehand is treating him like a child, and he isn't. Oh no, that's not what I, that's not what I meant. I, I know he's not. What I meant was, you should have a talk with him and explain that that thing should be put away and not used. Maybe we have that discussion as a group and let River explain that what he thought he had control over, he didn't. And that might that might help reframe the thought for Rory, because 
River was very confident that he had control over the physics of it all. That it was physics that he understood or was able to understand. And now it sounds like there's something more to it. Going for a week without eating, sleeping, or drinking, that's serious. And that's something that we need to have a conversation about as a group, because if if reading a book can do that, I don't know. But I think that is a conversation that we need to have as a group. Okay. Then we should have that conversation as a group, because things are starting to get to the point, I think, that we need to be more careful about this, and we need to be talking all together about these things so that we're all on the same page. Sure. That I completely agree with. I did say to Rory, and I'm going to reiterate, I think we're getting to the point where we've pulled on so many strings that we're getting the sense of just how enormous all of this with the Chronicler's someone referring to River as a rogue. I'm currently trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with his phone, and I, I keep hitting walls. So is it time for War Council Part 2? Maybe after Father's Day. Let's find out what we find out out in Timber Cove, whatever that might be, because I think that's where we're going to get any other information that we might find out about Tabo, and then we decide how to get to that island. All right. It's just a couple of days, and then after Father's Day, we can sit down and figure this out and start working on things like how to get Bullet Bill all the way down to that island. There are a lot of things I really want to say about all of this, but um, I'm just going to leave it at let's hope Father's Day this year is better than last year. On that, my friend, we can completely agree. On that note, I'm going to go listen to some really loud music to distract me until I get back home. Fair enough. Tell Lena I say hi when you see her. Of course, will do. And, uh, I don't know, say something smart to your neighbors about my ass. I don't know. They'll, they'll like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a smart-ass comment about your ass. Sounds good. Later, Glasses. Later, Rooster. The rest of the night, Rowan, you try to figure out what's going on with this phone. It seems, though, that nothing is corrupt now because it's been factory reset. But trying to go back and see about any other temporary files that were in there, you even try sending the message back to the phone, and it resets the phone again. And you're pulling your hair out at this figuratively, not literally, because it's not worth that much trouble, but it's still, you're banging your head against the wall being like, why can't I figure this out? And it doesn't make sense. Or literally. No, no, I, I wouldn't bang my head against the wall. It would just more be like slapping my hand at the table periodically and just being like, what the fuck is wrong with this? One of the cross-referenced phone numbers rings his phone. And it's not his phone number. Huh. How did I find that out? Just by chance. When you put down the, the phone and you're like, all right, I'm going to try something. I'm going to work on something else and come back to it later. And you went back to working on the numbers. I'll just like sit back and look at that phone as it's ringing. And then back at the computer screen. What's the string that it's under? Pink turtle blue. Okay. Uh, it's not his phone number. Is it the phone number that's now associated with the phone? Because it got factory reset. Did it get set to a different phone number? No, it's still showing his phone number. Maybe it's a number that's forwarding to his number. With this knowledge, that just makes this much more complex. Yeah, because numbers forwarding to other numbers is a great way to keep some things hidden. And, uh, like, Rowan just sits back in her chair, pushing her fingers through her hair, going, Oh, why? It's smart. It's very clever. You bastards. River, when you get home, Jen is happy to see you. She asks, where's your phone? It seems like it got infected with, with some kind of hacker stuff. Uh, Rory took it over to, to Rowan. She's, she's good at that stuff. Okay. Are we going to have to get a new phone? Maybe. Those things are expensive. Yeah, well, we'll manage. Okay. What do you want to do for Father's Day? I know that Katie wants to go out but I don't know if we want to go out on the weekend, go out on Sunday. Do you want to go out tomorrow, Friday night, or avoid the crowds? Or do you want to do something throughout the week? 
Yeah, let's do something Friday. I might actually have to take a trip on Sunday. Okay. Um, will you at least be there for breakfast? I think so. Yeah, I should be able to do that. Okay, try to make sure that you're available for breakfast on Sunday morning. And she winks at you. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell them I'll, I have to be home for breakfast. She nods and smiles. And she whips you with a dish towel that's on her shoulder. All right, I got some stuff to do. I'll be up in a couple minutes. Okay. I'll just get out my laptop and send an email to Rowan saying, Hope Rory got my phone to you. Let me know if I have to buy a new one. Talk to you in the morning. I'll send a quick email back. Still working on it. Piece of shit. There's a lot going on here. I'll talk to you more about it when I see you next. See you Sunday. Okay. So, Arcel, Friday and Saturday. Do you have any plans besides River having to go out for dinner with his wife and daughter? Yeah, I told uh, Javier I was going to meet him. So you head up to Mendocino to see Javier. He is currently staying in town. He's in a, in a tiny motel, but he meets you at a coffee shop patio or patio coffee shop. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, I've been... Things have been crazy. Yeah, work's been crazy busy. There's worry that there might be a uh, oil spill and a fiber cut not too far off the coast up north um, that I might be going to look into. And then I got to look into something uh, that's going on with uh, a tree blight in, in southern Oregon. Not good stuff. Yeah, that's... Uh... Well, that's the job, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Keeping busy means keeping employed. Yep, that's always good. So what's up? Just, it, it's good to see you, man. Well, um, I wanted to check on you uh, about your brothers. Cesar or Julio? Well, both of them. Uh, well, uh, Cesar fell in some hard times and Julio, Julio's in the hospital. I don't think he's going to be coming out. Yeah, I I actually went to see him yesterday. Oh, how's he doing? Mm, not great, but, you know, he's hanging in there. Yeah. He had a break with the incident in the mine. In the mine? Yeah. You don't... You, you, you know, I, I don't remember much about that. Really? We never really talked about it, but he was working in the mine that you went to go investigate. I mean, he was the one that kind of brought it to our attention. Well, that's, uh... That's, uh, honestly, I'd, I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah. All right, well, I know that was kind of rough for you. I mean, the fall and everything, and... Yeah, and and I told you I met uh, Cesar uh, a week or two back, right? Yeah, I got your message. Yeah, and funny thing is, both of them seem to think you're dead. Huh, well, I don't really talk to him, but... You know, sometimes confronting that stuff isn't that easy, and I don't have the... You know, I, I... Man, it's hard to see them like that, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Javier's phone rings, and he looks down at it. He's like, hey, can you give me a moment? I gotta take this. Sure. And uh, he picks up the phone, and he's like, hello? And he, and he starts to walk off. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be there in a moment. Hold on, just a quick moment. Hey, Redacted, I gotta, I gotta bounce out, man. I'll, I'll talk with you later, okay? Sure, no problem. Take care. It was good to see you. It's good to see you. And then he, and he puts the phone back to his head and he waves and he walks around the corner of the building. All right. Well, I will head back home. All right. You look back at the table as you're heading home and you no longer see Javier's coffee cup on the table. And uh, you make it home that day. That image and that thought sticks with you. You find the most efficient way to drive home from Mendocino. You actually cut off about 20, 30 minutes. You're taking some, you know, side streets. You miss most of the highway, but you get back on the highway. You realize that kind of seems like your driving is a little bit erratic, but there's a purpose to it. And you get home. Okay. Later on that evening, you have a lovely dinner with your family out at a fancy, you know, American food, you know, local restaurant. Rory, you're not able to get a flight out. Actually, you will be able to get a flight out uh, early this morning and then return red-eye uh, Saturday. 
was Andrew able to get time off for to come out? Andrew was not. It was just way too soon, and he feels really bad about it because he really wants to meet your brother and your sister-in-law. I guess probably Thursday night, whenever we have that conversation, um, we'll just reassure him. Don't worry about it. It was a last-minute thing. We'll do something later this summer. Uh, we can maybe they can come out here. Or we can all go out to New York to visit or something. All right. Sounds good. We could we could figure something out. You know, I want to meet your brother and his wife. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll miss I'll miss seeing you. I was gonna honestly seeing you again, again this weekend. I was kind of looking forward to it, but me too. Oh, currently busy. I've got a got a project, and I've got some specimens who's got a lifespan uh, that we've got to take care of really quickly. We need to get tests in less than eight, uh, ten to twelve hours. Wow, keep you busy over there, huh? Yeah. Busy's good, though. Busy means employed. Yeah? All right, well, I'll let you go. It's getting late. I had a long day. All right, well, I love you, and I will see you soon. Be safe. Have a good trip. Thank you. Give Chase love. Lots of love. I've got, ooh, I got a present for him, but I'll give that to him when I see him next. All right. So you catch a flight out to see your brother and your sister-in-law, and you're able to spend some time, and you get to your father's gravesite. It's solemn. But not a necessarily, not horribly sad. Just one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Your brother, who's a, I mean, you're buff. He used to be buff. Now he's kind of let himself go, but he's still a big fella. Bumps you up against the shoulder, puts his arm around you, manhandles you a little bit like a big brother kind of does sometimes to little brothers. But uh, he realizes he's not the big brother anymore, at least the muscular one. It's like, damn, how much do you lift? How often do you lift? Uh, there's not much to do in the military sometimes. But you're a doctor. Uh, I don't know. I guess you make time for it. I mean, hell. Look at you. And he, and he squeezes your biceps. All right, all right. Look at this. Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger here, huh? Uh, thanks for thanks for flying me out here. Uh, you're welcome. I wish you could stay longer. You sure you have to leave tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I'm promising people I'd do something on Sunday. So told Andrew we should get together later this summer. All of us. Sounds like a good plan. I can probably get us a game to a, uh, a Buckeye game. Or I was thinking we could all visit him in New York or something. Okay. Where's he at in New York again? Griffiths Park over in New York right now. Okay. Oh, all right. So that's like north. Didn't they do uh, Woodstock 99 there? No idea. I think so. That was a cluster. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, we could. maybe we can do that. There, I mean, there's wine country up in that area, too, isn't there? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Perfect. Your weekend goes by with your, your brother and your sister a lot well. Eleanor is equally as uh, friendly as your brother. They make a great couple. They Not without their own moments, but they're, they're equally uh, gregarious folk. You hop on the plane and catch the red eye back west, and it's going to be a long flight, but that's okay. At least you made it. Probably sleeping the whole way back. <laughs> yep. Rooster. Rooster and Elena have a lovely Friday and Saturday. Elena doesn't have much planned or wearing much. Same goes for Rooster, I believe, huh? Yeah. I mean, he's ditched the socks at this point. She did make fun of you, and she did find an ad online about extra grippy socks. Yeah, those um, are now prominently nailed to the wall above the bed quote unquote nailed phrasing sure let's go with that all right and rowan you spend your time red-eyed going through these lists of phone numbers you've tossed river's phone against a pillow a couple times that's in the couch you just gave it a fling on purpose, you threw it a thing soft to make sure that it didn't break, but you're at the point where you're thinking about yeeting it out into the street and then backing up over it with your Subaru because you're not getting anywhere with it. Somewhere in all of that, I would reach out to the DA and ask for a court order to get George Richter's medical files and to talk to him if I can. I would tell them, because this is the DA who called and told me about the Coral Lamb situation, I would inform him that it may be tangentially related to that case, just because I don't want that to come out of left field and surprise him, because I treasure that working relationship. It's been very useful. Very much. 
they reply back to you with, you know, in the affirmative that they would be able to do so. And then an hour or two later, you get emailed to you the actual paperwork. Perfect. Sit back as soon as I say that and be like, oh, thank fuck something went right. Very frustrated, very upset about how this phone thing is going and all of the phone numbers, but also like aware of the time ticking down to Father's Day and being like, oh shit, were we doing something for dad? Your brothers respond, yeah, we're having a big bash Sunday afternoon. You gonna make it? I'll reply. So we have like a sibling group chat. So I'll reply. Some work stuff has come up. I might be late, but I'm gonna try to be there. All right. Sounds good. And everybody else replies in the affirmative of, all right, see you then. If not, that's okay. Dad's not the sentimental type where that'll bother him if you miss it. And if I miss it, I'll take him out to dinner sometime next week. A picture sent back and you see that there are eight tomahawk steaks currently being uh, seasoned and they're like if you don't make it on Sunday so sad we'll eat yours oh poor things you're going to have to suffer through eating an extra bit of meat how will you survive I have such deep sympathy for you Sunday morning rolls around River is treated to breakfast in bed and then breakfast in bed Rory you are able to round up Neville you're able to get Neville some clothes that are not scrubs, and uh, he's quite happy about it. He does have a Air Force t-shirt and sweatshirt on, and uh, some nice joggers and uh, a pair of uh, sneakers. You look good. Do I? I mean, I was watching the, the news. This is, really isn't haute couture fashion, but I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm happy. Hey, comfort is, if it's comfortable, it works. All right. And I'm wearing, like, jeans and a sweatshirt. Is, uh, is everyone going to come with us? Yeah, I think the, the whole crew. All right, let's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready when, when you are, if we can. Yeah, let's go. And I guess we never discussed this out of character, but I will text in the group chat. Um, where are we meeting again? <laughs> with five of us, we will probably want to have two vehicles, just so that people aren't, like, sitting on top of each other, because three grown adults in the back of a Forester is not comfortable. Let's hand wave that logistics part. We'll say that you guys have the two vehicles and you're on your way. And someone picked up River because River is sans telefono. I'll give him a burner. You guys travel out to the coast and along the highway. It's a beautiful drive. And since it's early June, it's quite green now. No real worries of wildfires uh, early this year. So that's always a benefit. And there's been a, a bit of uh, a spittering of rain. Nothing nothing crazy, but enough to uh, not have the burn advisory be such of a worry at the moment. You arrive in the area that's known as Timber Cove. It's not a very large or a populated section of this coast here. Rowan, it seems to play in your mind almost like a movie on repeat and also even in a grainy and sepia type of format for a moment as you pull in. There is one parking lot area that overlooks the beach down below of the cove and then beyond, behind you on the other side of the road. There is a small mobile home park and some other homes up some dirt paths. I would have insisted on Rowan not driving, knowing about everything. Yeah, and actually Rory's probably the best person to notice this. Rowan doesn't look like she slept. She's not the red around the eyes that means that looks like she's been crying, but the red around the eyes that's just like hasn't slept well in at least a day, probably more, and is very fidgety and anxious uh, as she rides in the car with you guys. Well, I had a red eye flight last night. What's your excuse? Uh, dreams. Huh. Dreams, memories, nightmares, what do you want to call them? Any of the above. I. Yes. Well, if you need me, just. I'll be close. I've had enough time, I think, to prepare myself, worry more about, and she'll kind of tip her head in Neville's direction. Neville's looking outside. He's wide-eyed. This is gorgeous. Yeah, it is beautiful, isn't it? Have you been here before, Neville? No. I've never seen any place like this. Not really. And he kind of ooing and eyeing, and he's glued to the window, almost like a toddler. 
Oh, over there, over there. And he points at a pull-off at the cove itself. All right, I'll go that way. There is a pull-off and a pathway that leads down to the water's edge. So I'll park one of the parking spots there, hop out once the five of us are gathered. Just All right. Neville, you wanted to go this way? Uh, Yeah. And he starts kind of running a little bit, like jogging a fast-paced walk as he's heading down toward the waters. Hey, hey, slow down a second there. Are we expecting a fight? No, why are we going to fight? Oh god, don't hit me again. Be careful, the rocks can be a bit slick. Okay. Hold on, why are, why are we going down here? And what are, Let's just hold up a second. What are we doing here? We're following an instruction. Whose instruction? Your guess is as good as mine. How was it delivered? In a brain dump to Neville. Okay. Oh, so tentacle thingies. Maybe. Hand thing? Tentacle thingies. Nope, doesn't scan. Anyway, let's not just run in. Let's prep and make sure we're ready to go in first. What exactly do you want to do to prep to walk into this cave? I can tell you from my own experience that it should be empty. Best we can do is flashlights and have readied firearms. And what about, and River taps his head, can you stand a bit of static? Well, I'm currently not listening, or at least trying not to. But, uh, Neville, if you're able to... Neville's kind of moved off, like, he's still walking. No, he hasn't. If if he started moving, I would have grabbed him by the collar and pulled him back. Don't hit me! I'm not gonna hit you! I'm not gonna hit him, I'm trying to keep him with us. Right. There is not much that, that, that we can do to actually prepare for this. Go ahead and put the helmet on, River. Let's just go. Let's get this over with. I don't want to be here. Alright. If everyone's firearms are readied. Neville, after you. River puts the helmet on and turns it on? Yes. Neville turns around and looks back at you. And give me a U-Mint roll, River. <laughs> The roll is a 65. My human is 54. So even reversed, that's a fail. Yeah, and it, it bothers you that there's something going on. Like, you look at him, he gives you this look that passes very quickly. And then turns back and reaches back and he's... Can, I, can you let me go now? I think I'm ready. All right. Neville, lead the way. Rooster, why don't you go up, keep up front with him? But Neville, try not to get ahead of us. You wanted us here. We need to stick together. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's go see what we see. You wind along the path along the coast. There is a cliff to your right-hand side as you head further up the coast, and there is a pretty large, you think might be a hotel or resort at the top. Roan, you don't remember everything down here. You remember something was down here, but it's kind of, it's very much a blur. Well, and I was also basically blinded the last time that I came out of here. So I remember inside and I remember approximately where it was, but everything was just blinded and painful. Around a corner, there's a bit of a ravine or an inlet in the cliff itself, almost like a blind inlet. Underneath, you see that there is a, looks like a, a cave opening. It's well above the waterline, even at high tide. I mean, it would take one hell of a wave to get up into here. It seems like it would be pretty safe. And the cave would go underneath the hotel. As Neville looks around, the seagulls greet everyone as you come around the corner. And the waves crashing behind looks in. This is where I need to go. I think. I think. Yeah, I figured you were going to say that. Let's do it. And he steps inside. As soon as he steps inside, you hear the song. It sounds as though that it's playing on a radio, but it sounds like it's blasted out. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislawski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the handler. 
Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 3 is an original scenario titled In Time and Space, written by me, Dan Boschkevich, with the help of the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan certain reports to each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on the usual social media sites. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe. And they're coming. Ha, 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 ha.